0: Welcome to the Sharon Brown Podcast. This is Sharon Brown. And today's episode is exposing government pseudo mental illness system promoted by Hollywood and Christian sellouts for. So what is actually happening when the government declares people mentally ill throughout the different systems? It's not just um from homelessness uh as i explained yesterday it's not just people who are homeless that they try to say are mentally ill uh they can do it through uh, or they try to do it and used to do it but they're not going to do it any longer they used to do it through the jail systems they would declare people mentally ill they would have sections for mentally ill people in particular uh in the jail systems, in the prison systems, they can have them in the regular population, but sometimes they would move them to a specific uh, population. uh, And, uh, it would be classified as mentally ill. Uh, if you go through the court system that involves the jail systems, uh, the police system that involves the courts and the jails. So it works. It trickles back. If you're in the shelter system, uh, If you get arrested in the shelter system for having a problem or disturbance, you wind up in the jail system that goes to the court system that goes to um, the uh, jail, uh, prison and stuff like that. You go through the steps of the agencies, the police, the courts, the whatever. So you're in a system and then you get pushed into other systems. If you're homeless and you're out of these systems, they try to put you in some kind of system to force you to have to operate within their system this is not about helping people okay so let's go through this uh when they classify people uh and say they're mentally ill uh this can be a just saying that someone has information They don't want people to know. So when they said this person is classified, like they're crazy or something, it's like this person is saying things about government or saying things about the way systems work or how things are done that people may not want out there. Uh, That would be uh, why they want certain people in systems and then they can drug them to either sedate them because they won't comply. Or they force compliance, some people will be drugged and then go along with the program. Okay, so uh, now when they classify people as mentally ill, they give themselves the errant false right to now place them in a controlled environment or an environment that would be unhealthy for the person and it would be beneficial for the government or whoever is involved so they put you in an environment it can be an environment that's triggering it can be an environment that's uh you know whatever that causes a problem for you uh triggering can mean a lot of different things it could be something you were exposed to that uh, has a negative effect on you and you have to deal with it because you're within their systems so for instance if you're in the mental health system or the jail system or the the, the uh uh shelter system If there are things that would, it's not like this is a mental illness, but if there are things that have been triggering to you, then you would be forced to deal with that. Let's say, for instance, it's not necessarily a trigger, but this is something that would adversely affect the person. For instance, if you are a Christian, they will force you to be in, let's say, a shelter, a jail, a group home, a foster home, or whatever, and you will be around homosexuals or transgender etc in this controlled setting like a mental hospital or shelter or jail like i said basically they're trying to force you to live within this agenda and accept this agenda uh in a uh, shelter a woman would have to live with a man who pretends to be a woman so in a trans setting they would have to do that so if you don't agree with this People uh live the way they choose to live, and that's their business uh you know we don't have to agree with it, but in the government system, they can force you um uh, when they declare you mentally ill or try to put you in these systems uh they arrest arrest people falsely and then have them in jail for a year, two years uh twenty years thirty years, and they have them around doing things that they uh personally are against so if you are a Christian or whatever and you disagree with something the government uses their systems to force you to have to live among the things that you are not for and the things that are biblically against what you believe so uh, this is how the government functions so uh, in the control setting. In the mental health setting and the hospitals and things like that and jails and shelters, they also expose you to their medical system. Uh that would be the mental drugs, uh, physical drugs. It's not only mental of uh, drugs that they push on you, they also try to get expose you to go to their doctor. Going to a doctor in itself is not bad, but being prescribed medication that have uh Negative uh, effects on your body, as I explained in the other episode, uh, these things, they make you constipated. They shut down your system. You can't swallow uh, you can't sleep, completely can't sleep. So many different things are occurring. And uh, when they put you in their systems, they expose you to their medical care. In some of the jail systems and prisons, they... Uh, put you on a schedule to go to their doctors they don't ask you if you need to go to the doctor i believe you can go to the doctor on your own in the um jail systems and the the uh prisons but they also schedule you to go to their doctors and then they try to push things on you that you may not want or whatever um some things may be beneficial and are you know benign but then there are some things that they try to expose you to that's not necessarily good for instance uh they may uh, prescribe things that have such negative effects that affects you so adversely that it would make your stay there not, uh, it would make your stay problematic. So many of the people that are in these uh, jails and shelters and things like that, when they are put on medications, people who may have been violent because of their upbringing and they think it's cool. They think it's the way to be. It's the way to protect yourself. That's how you got to be. Whatever their reason for violence, when they put them on the medication, some people are now out of control violent instead of this is a principle violence as a principle or violence as a way to defend yourself or violence. Sometimes what happens is that they cause a behavior to become something else Than what it was initially uh, started and why it was there. Uh, So um, when they put you in these different uh, situations, like I said, triggering situations, what they do is uh, they expose you to things that you are not necessarily okay with. And it's their agenda to push it on you. Now, we have the Constitution and uh, people can live any way they choose. That's up to them. But. They can't force you to live amongst it and force you to uh, say it's okay. And by having you forced to live in a shelter system, that would force you to be amongst things that you disagree with biblically and you don't have the right to live out your religion uh, in freedom because you're living amongst things that you don't agree with and you have to pretend like it's okay not that you literally say it's okay but you have to live amongst it like it's all right uh and then being drugged and things like that uh you know you have that. i guess they do psychological evaluations medical evaluations and things in the jail systems and in the shelter systems and things like that and in the jail systems and the shelter systems you are exposed to behaviors and lifestyles that you are not in agreement with and that's based on your religion and they force it upon you you have to live amongst it as if you agree with it and that's that's wrong so a lot of people on the streets who are street homeless or as you really would say they're nomads or nomadic they have a nomadic lifestyle and they would be living off the land more if there were trees that bore nuts and fruits and there were, uh, land that grew vegetables and things, then they would more so be able to live off the land. Uh, we don't have animals running wild and free because, uh, this is a city and because some places they do have it, uh, this is, uh, they have, uh, their, their, uh, Forests and woods, and you know different places that have animals and that have things that they might be able to feed off of. Uh, they can fish or whatever the case may be. But in some cities, you wouldn't have animals running freely for them to have meat and chickens and things like that. But uh, they would have been able to live off the land if the land were able to grow uh tree fruit trees and uh, nuts. They would have protein. Uh, they would be able to have different types of foods and, and be able to live off the land and make fire and things like that. Uh, if people were taught these things in society, uh, how to camp and how to do different things, uh, because the, the nomads are doing a big camping outing, basically they're camping or they're living a nomadic lifestyle. Now they've classified it as uh homelessness And said it's, you know, they're mentally ill. But as I explained to you yesterday and in previous uh, episodes, a lot of it starts with the landlord and with the landlord, the slumlord, really. So the slumlord uh, deprives them of the things that they need in their apartment, heat, hot water, refrigerator repairs, there's leaks, there's all kinds of things. So they have to pay extra money because they don't have a refrigerator. So they have to buy hot food three times a day for as many people as they have in their apartment or house. So that's a great expense. Then they have to pay if they're going to put heating units in their homes. And that would be in every room that they uh, uh, would live in. That would be rooms and living room and kitchens and wherever they would be uh they would have to buy heaters for that um they would have to purchase water if the water is brown or dirty or or infected somehow uh so these are costs that people incur sometimes the people go to hostels to stay because it's absolutely unbearable in their homes so they're paying for the uh hotels and when they have all these expenses they can't and then in the hotel they would have all of the other expenses of buying the food for everybody that they have there etc so they would incur expenses because the slumlord is not giving them what they need when the slumlord does not give them what they need people in the apartments incur other expenses and they can't pay the rent some people still pay the rent and they should not they shouldn't be forced to But they get kicked out and become homeless. So it starts with the homelessness. Now, I said yesterday I was going to go into some other uh, parts of the system. It's not only I start from the shelter, I mean, from the landlords and then the shelters, the homeless on the street and the different things, the nomad and the, uh, you know, the camping and stuff like that. But some of these things starts when you are younger. Uh, Some of these things, when they put you in a system, starts when people are young. Uh, They may uh, do it through school. School is a system. Uh, Every child would have to pass through that system unless they're homeschooled. And then so they start trying to implement things to make you think a certain way. They should be giving you information of how to do things and raw information about, uh, you know, things that happen in history and whatever. They shouldn't be trying to force you to think a certain way. That's not what school is about. Uh, if they want you to think uh, something, it would be biblical that you would do good and uh, you would not do evil. If the school were about that, that wouldn't be problematic, but they cannot force you to believe a certain way. So a, if a school wanted to implement uh va- moral values, this is a Christian nation. We could have the Bible in schools. That's not forcing people to be Christian. Uh, expo- Espousing uh morals and values and uh, respect for the law and things like that can be established in early years when people are in school. Uh, they have done like the Pledge of Allegiance with God in it. They have done uh, different things with God in it, prayer and things like that. It's not forcing Christianity because Christianity is by confession and belief. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raising from the dead, you're saved. So we can't force you to confess that Jesus is Lord and we can't force you to believe it. So even if we have uh, morals and principles from the Bible, that's still not forcing people to be Christian it's the christian nation so we have christianity but we don't force christianity so uh having uh christian values and things in the schools is not forcing christianity and it's not mixing church and state that's not what it is our laws come from the bible anyway don't murder don't kill don't steal so we're using christianity anyway so if we had the bible we wouldn't be forcing christianity uh it it has certain moral laws if you don't believe in the uh um, The religious aspect and the spiritual aspect, you can still see anybody in society can still see the value of the Bible in classrooms and in universities and in colleges and in law schools and, uh, you know, uh, graduate schools and uh, specialty schools because it has laws and values in there that is used in society, that is used in the constitution, that is used in a, a declaration of independence, and that is good for people and it's moral and it's just. And so it, it's not a problem to have Christianity in schools. Uh, we're not; It would not say you have to become a Christian. It's just that these values are Uh, American values and they keep the country safe and moral and uh, not at odds and wars and uh, all kinds of things because it has a stability for the society. So that would be a reason if people could show in court uh, the benefit of having the moral values of, of the Bible, but we don't really have to prove so much because it's already in the declaration of independence and in the constitution and in our walls. So it's not really that much to prove. It's, it's like, it's already there. We're not pushing Christianity. Uh we would love for you to become Christian, but you don't have to, to live under a Christian nation. You don't have to be a Christian to be in a Christian nation. That's not how it works. So, uh, people benefit from Christianity and they can say they don't like Christianity and all of that, but they can still benefit from it. Uh, uh, you know, until they decide to change and become Christian or they just never become Christian. There are, uh, drawbacks from not becoming Christian. You will go to hell and the lake of fire and all of that, but that's up to you to believe it. You don't, we can't force you to believe it. Uh, we can't do anything uh, to make you do that. Uh, but it would be beneficial. Okay. So the government starts in the school systems, uh, that, and then because they instituted, uh, uh, kindergarten, they would start in kindergarten and then they did pre-K. So they would start in pre-K and then they did nurse nursery schools and things like that for babysitters. And then they have babysitters at your job, wherever there's an institutionalized setting, where people are being taught, little kids are being taught. It starts then. Uh, So uh, what you believe is what is structured in your home. That may be the first system that the child uh, incurs is what you believe. If you go along with the things, that uh, everything that the government says and you reject the Bible, that is a government system you've established in your house. But if you go along with the Bible, You have a biblical system established in your house and the biblical system upholds most of the laws that we have in the land. So you would have a law abiding citizen if you started in your home with the bible and created a biblical system in your bible it would establish a uh, respect for law because god has laws for the people we we're under grace now we don't live under the law as christians but we still go by the law that you shouldn't kill you shouldn't steal but that's not what gets us into heaven but grace and jesus blood and all that gets us into heaven but we still understand you can't kill you can't rob you whatever like that. So what have you allowed in your home have you brought the government system into your home or when the children are are in the womb until when they are born uh many people have brought the government system because they believe in abortion and they believe you can uh kill your child because you don't want it or kill your child because you don't have money as if uh If you had a two-year-old or three-year-old, you could just say, I can't feed you. So let me kill you. Many parents have done that and gone to jail for it. So the idea that I don't have money, I can kill a child. That's not right when they're already born. So how would it be right if they're in the womb? And uh, so so that's just uh, a a fallacy. Uh, So don't bring the government system into your home. Bring the biblical Christian system into your home. You establish what your children will do in life. Sometimes they get out there and meet people and and get into problems because they're going along with the crowd. But the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from it when they are old. You can establish that they will come back to it or they may come to, they will come to their senses eventually Even if they have fallen into sin, you can establish something for them with something to hold on, something to look back to, something to grab on, uh, some kind of raft or, or something that they can hold on to, which would be the teaching that you gave them when they were younger from the womb until when they uh, grow up to, you know, to leave on their own. If you establish a Christ principle in their life, you give them the Bible, you uh, give them a um, to the idea that they should have a relationship with Jesus and show them how to do that. And, you know, they go, they're exposed to church and things like that and all the the things that they need to, they will be a law abiding citizen with respect for authority, but they will reject the things that go against the Bible. They will also do that. So what the authorities bring up that is unjust and wicked and against freedom of religion and against freedom of speech, they will reject those things. That's why we have the right to protest and, uh, we can, uh, uh, peacefully assemble against whatever, uh, situation we want to. So that's in our laws. That's in our constitution. So when someone goes against something, the government says, that's being an American because, um, it says in the constitution, we have the right to peacefully, uh, protest to assemble and we can have a redress. So we don't have to agree with the, uh, government all the time. Being a good, uh, American doesn't mean you agree with the government All the time that is not true and all of the government is not corrupt Uh, it's a world system so it's possibly very corrupt in some cases but by the same token there are many people and many things in there that are not uh, corrupted and so everything in the government is not necessarily corrupted Uh, so some of the people in the government systems are going along with with what is going on but they may object and then some people are happy to go along some people are forced to go along it depends on what's going on we have to dig in and find out who is who in the scenario are these people going along by force are these people going along by blackmail are these people going along because they love it they love sin are these people going along because they love corruption uh what uh what a class do they fall in we need to find out so these systems are set up in a certain way so that, uh, the children will fall under these systems and they're trying to put them under corrupt systems, not just normal systems. So when you have children, uh, that they falsely put into foster cares and they put into, uh, uh, Oh, the the different uh things where they have the children they put them into many different places when they are younger they take them from their parents they have all kinds of living situations and scenario and many of the children uh when they get 18 years old they can't stay in a group home anymore so they put them in the group homes and things and they have systems working in there they have been men that have been raped in the group home setting by other men there have been many different things to occur and there have been some wild living in the group homes but there have been stable people who uh find their way through it through god whatever the case may be and they do well so not everybody that goes through the system is uh affected completely terribly by the system but uh there is some kind of uh principle that they have where uh the people who are corrupt when you wound someone or you put them in a bad situation they might repeat that behavior. And if they repeat that behavior, then you can medicate them, then you can jail them, then you can incarcerate them, uh, then you can put them in prison, then you can put them in a mental hospital, uh, all kinds of things. You can drug them because you say that they have these problems, but they won't be able to drug, incarcerate, shelter, and do all these things anymore because I'm exposing it and these things are not going to be allowed anymore. So, uh... They have been trying to control people's lives. Now, uh, we need to find out how this is working. Um, is, uh, some of this has to do with the Marilyn Monroe principle. Some of this, uh, and the Marilyn Monroe principle is essentially the Lucifer principle. There are some uh, nuances and differences, but it's uh, one person can function. And the other has to stop functioning. So one person can succeed and the other can't succeed. In some cases, there may be, uh, it might be specific people. If you can, if you get that deep, it might be a specific person. Like for instance, in the uh, singing industry, some people that are singers are not allowed to do their thing and are like blacklisted. So another person can uh, rise up and be uh, the number one or second one or whoever. So sometimes it's very specific like that. Uh like uh Marilyn Monroe specifically said to the magazine, "If you remove Elizabeth Taylor and don't allow her in this magazine, I will pose, pose nude." So they give you this for that and uh so this person will not be able to function. So how does that show itself in regular world and with elizabeth taylor so these people are going to tell elizabeth taylor she can't be in the magazine Uh, so Marilyn Monroe can be in there, but they're not going to tell Elizabeth Taylor. This is the reason why, or somebody might spill the beans, but they're not going to do anything about it anyway. So it wouldn't matter. There might be some sly remarks to show this is what we're doing to you, but you can't do anything about it. And they might want the person to know this is the reason you can't function. Uh, so, um, the thing that happened with Elizabeth Taylor, Marilyn Monroe did that. She did that with the magazine and said she post nude if Elizabeth Taylor was excluded. How many other things has she done to Elizabeth Taylor to make sure Elizabeth Taylor was not in a project or something or something negative happened to Elizabeth Taylor? So it wouldn't only be let's exclude her from the magazine. It could be uh worse things that she would uh then get together with people in Hollywood and say, look, if you do this to her if you don't allow her to do this if you do this to her i'll do that for you so uh, sometimes when these people are doing things in the industry they're going naked and full nude and whatever and people you wouldn't expect to do this then you wonder why sometimes they're like they say they sold their soul that could be it they were tempted you know people say the devil uh tempted them and stuff if you look at it in a natural way somebody in the industry said we'll give you a lot of money if you will uh, not say Jesus, if you will not talk about God, and these things are in contracts where they won't uh, discuss Jesus and talk about God, or they tell it to them verbally, but you will not talk about Jesus. You'll not talk about God. And you will promote the things that we want. And you will be nude in projects and you will do nudity and whatever. And they have these contracts. Uh somebody this is uh what people classify as selling your soul and this is what uh people classify as selling your soul to the devil that person is functioning as an agent of the devil agent of the government agent of whatever corrupt negative system is going on when you are doing things specifically that are against the bible we can classify it as say satanic we could classify it as wicked as evil it would be a corruption but when the corruption is very specific, where you're doing things that are specifically banned in the Bible, then we can say that's satanic. Now, some people are intentionally doing it because they know it's uh, against what God says and it's pro what the what Lucifer wants. So, like if Satan has things that he does, and they ha they read the satanic Bible, they may want you to do things. That are particularly in the satanic Bible. So they might say, We in your contract do this. They may know in their satanic Bible, this is what it says, and we want you to do this. You may not know, or you may find out and go along with it, or what, or they may tell you. I don't know how it works. I've never been uh, in that situation. So, um, but these are the different things. Now the Bible says, The wicked plotteth against the just. So no one can tell anyone people don't plot against you. We've seen it with um, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, I believe, where one person hit the other with the uh, thing in the knee and uh, she was not able to skate or she skated, whatever the case may be. But people do it, but they do it on different levels. They may do it overtly. They may do it behind the scenes like the Marilyn Monroe principle. Lucifer did it overtly. He went into heaven and tried to dethrone god whatever his uh, reasoning behind it was he gonna just try to dethrone god and kill god which he couldn't do he couldn't even handle michael the archangel and got kicked out was he going to try to force god to be enslaved to him what did he think he was going to do what was his actual plan we'll find that out when we get into heaven in the new heaven new earth and new jerusalem we can find out exactly what what did lucifer plan on doing when he got to god he couldn't even handle michael the archangel and his angels but exactly what was his plan was he going to try to enslave try to kill try to annihilate try to uh just cast out like what was he planning to try to do with god but he wound up getting cast out himself. So the people following these Marilyn Monroe principles and Lucifer and Satan principles and devil principles are not going to prosper. It may look like they're prospering uh, at the time and whatever, but uh, behind the scenes, everything is not rosy in their life because of the fact that they're doing evil. The Bible says, uh, God is not mocked. What you reap is what you sow. So many of these people, are not happy uh, when they're doing a lot of these things, but they get, uh, temporary happiness by being able to stop somebody. The Bible says the wicked can't sleep unless they have done someone harm. So in some cases they do harm to people and they, that gives them joy. Uh, they might, uh, try to become the top of something and and uh, outdo somebody and that makes them feel a little good but they don't have inner peace and inner joy and real happiness that's why many of these people if they lose their money they might try to kill themselves if they lose their position or job they might try to kill themselves they think like it's only about this thing you know oh my goodness i have to have this thing they make this thing their god and then when it's not there they they want to kill themselves or whatever the case may be okay so uh I'm just dealing with the uh the the scenario of what they do in the different industries, how they try to hold people back, so when they put people in these uh mental hospital shelters, they put them in uh they have to be homeless they live in their cars they have to be in jail so. They put people in foster homes wrongly. They put them in group homes wrongly. They put them in shelters wrongly because they had landlords that were slumlords and they had expenses. They didn't pay their rent, et cetera. So the court system, the H.P.D., the NYCHA, and all these people helped out the landlords to get these people out and then bring in the next tenants and then get them out and they keep doing this cycle and then they feed the court system, the shelter system, the street, homeless and nomad and uh camping system they have you know whatever and the free the system that is kind of free would be the people that are out on the streets the only problem is that they try to get the police to round them up they have been trying to round up the uh, people on the streets and it has nothing to do with mental illness so now they're trying to find another reason to uh rally up the people and force them into different places before they were just saying they're homeless we got to get them off the street and the police moving them along moving the encampments uh and you want to get them off the street hey that's not a problem tell them to go into apartments, tell them to go into houses. Don't put them in congregate uh, shelters. They're open to illnesses. They're open to mental uh you know, like they would be under stress and pressure and all kinds of things because they are in rooms with 50 people. It, it's like a jail setting. They have to come in at a certain time. They can't move around freely. They can't go outside when they want to. So people in the shelter, it, it is kind of a jail. So they've locked you up in a jail without telling you that they have jailed you. So you have to now go by the rules of the place and things like that. You didn't sign up for college. You didn't sign up for, so why would you have to live in a setting where you have to be told what to do. And even people in college are not herded around like that. They go to classes at a certain time, but then they're free to roam and move about the campus. Uh they may have a curfew, but they signed up for college. And in some cases the uh colleges they can go and come as they please. They don't have any kind of curfew. Uh um, you know, I wouldn't think that they would have the curfew. But when you're in the shelter system, they would they have you in like a jail setting. So It's not only to just drug people, but it's also to uh, have them in a setting where they control them and control their environment. So you have to understand what the government is doing. Why don't they just say, we have a homeless problem? Since they want to call it homeless, this is very clear. If someone is less a home, you give them a home. You make them home full. So the problem is no home, you make them a home give them a home. So you give them a house, you give them an apartment. There are enough apartments that are empty that people could go right into it from where they are. They can go right into it. They can clean them up, let them go to a place, shower and everything and do whatever. And they can go right into their home or they can take them to their home and have them shower there and do whatever they need to do as they see fit. Uh. So the homelessness problem is not really a problem. It's something they've created. They've created it by... Uh, dealing with people from when they were younger, but I can start at the, uh, the housing system, uh, situation where, and it's a system where they allow the landlords to abuse people. You don't say to yourself, how are the landlords allowed to abuse people in such a matter that the people have to either leave freely, go to a hotel or live in squalor or, They have to move out and be evicted and go homeless to a shelter or street homeless. Why is the government allowing it? The government tells you you have to have smoke detectors and uh, different things like that, but they won't tell you you have to make sure you do your repairs. Many of the repairs go undone, no refrigerator, no heat, no hot water for years. What is the government doing about it? They're waiting for these people to leave their homes and become homeless or go to shelters. If they're not, what are they doing? We can come to this conclusion, the government is allowing people, just think about this. The government is allowing NYCHA and other places that they own and that they control. So imagine what they're doing with the other landlords. So they are not giving heat. So somebody that's in that situation may have to buy heaters and can't pay all their rent or can't pay their rent. They don't have refrigerators. They don't have stoves. They have to get hot food that's cooked. They have expenses they incur. And then, Uh, If they don't pay the rent, they kick them out and put them in shelters in a congregate setting. Then they say they're mentally ill and they want to medicate them and they wind up in some kind of fight or some disagreement with 50 people in a room and go to jail and they're in the system to get medicated. So this is just just like a vicious cycle. I'm just showing you the way things happen. And guess what? Some of these scenarios that I, I paint for you are real. Some of these have happened to people, and many of these things are specific situations that have happened to people. So I'm not just saying this is possible. I, In some instances, it is possible. But in many cases, I'm talking about real scenarios where people came from uh, uh, foster homes, group homes, jails, shelters, apartments, nursing homes, uh you know, uh, nurseries, some of these scenarios are very true. These actually happen. So I'm giving you some instances with facts. Some of these things are real true stories. This is true story. So, uh, just know, um, the information that I'm telling you, I'm not coming to a conclusion just because I want to, cause I think it's this way. I'm telling you based on facts of uh, experience of people that this is what happens this is what really occurs so this is not uh you know I'm, I'm thinking about it i think this might be this is fact these things have happened okay so uh when they do the things they they want uh people to be drugged they, this is not only a mental health issue for homeless people who are nomads or camping this is for uh society at large Americans have been medicated largely and uh, it needs to stop. But Americans have been medicated mentally. Americans have been medicated physically. People who don't have physical ailments that they are medicated, they find a way for you to use Big Pharma. So they give Big Pharma business and they wind up controlling people. They control people with mental meds. They control people with non-mental meds. It can be physical medication, but these physical medications cause problems that you have to buy more drugs. They have such uh, uh, side effects and things. And the worst being death. And then sometimes the worst being the things that you have to live through when you're alive. You know, for instance, people that can't sleep or they can, there's certain things that are occurring because they're taking medications. And this happens with regular medication and with mental medication and then obesity in america is out of control because of the mental medication specifically and also the regular medications why is the fda which is a part of the government and the government itself allowing drugs that have so many adverse side effects that cause death or you can't have a you have a problematic living uh you can't live peacefully you can't live healthy and whole, why are they shunning, specifically the FDA and government, why are they shunning natural things that don't have side effects? Uh, there are many things on the, on the market that are food-based, that are plant-based, that are whatever, that help and cure problems that you have physically and what they would call mentally if people actually really have some kind of problem they develop uh that affects their uh, mental state uh many of these things can be cured naturally with uh Uh, the way people eat and stuff like that. People may be dehydrated. People may be stressed out physically, not mentally. Physically, people may be stressed physically. Uh, if a person is disabled and can't work, and they have they're forced to work, and they're declared like they're mentally ill because they can't work, they're saying they have drapetomania again. Drapetomania is uh um where they said the slaves would flee because they had a mental illness. So the only reason why a slave would flee their master, they the lying physician said, was because he had drapetomania, a mental illness. And so they said some slaves didn't want to work and they were lazy and that was another uh, mental illness. So they're again saying people who have physical issues and can't work, they're then basically saying they have drapetomania or any, something like that. And it's a mental illness instead of, uh, you know, people know their bodies, they understand they have limitations. A doctor really can aid you, but they can't tell you what you can and cannot do. Uh, How can a doctor tell you what you cannot do? And they can't force you to do things that cause you pain. So even if they think you can lift something more than uh, what, uh, like if they have a limit to what you can lift, if you suffer pain, They cannot force you to work and do things that cause you pain. If something causes you pain, uh, and you will have the ability to lift it, but by lifting it cause you pain, they can't say you must work. Uh, we have a system where, uh, people who cannot work, they will be taken care of by the government funding and things like that. And, uh, as it should in the Bible, it says that, uh, on your land, if people possess land, They would have the outskirts uh, of the land where people would be able to uh, take and eat from the uh, foods and fruits and things that they had in their trees and whatever. They would leave things for the stranger and people like that. So it is biblical that if there are people who don't have and are not able to do for themselves that, uh, The uh, others would take care of those needs. The Bible speaks about giving and things like that and helping the poor. He that lendeth to the poor lends to God. The Bible establishes that. But before that, it was already established that the society as a whole, those who had much would make sure that the outskirts or whatever so they give they donate these are the same things as like having your property for people on the outskirts you don't necessarily have to have people come to your property uh these days but the principle is out of your wealth and abundance you would give uh, or make sure that other people have out of uh your thing. So you don't have to give them the crux of what you have. Some people give a lot. They give almost all that they have uh to causes. That's their business. That's fine. But you have a responsibility to give some of the outer skirts of what you have. Uh, So you can give some of the things that you have. And that's how the uh, giving system and charity system came about. It came about from God, not from man. So don't think that the government and man, and they just were so great and so kind. Oh my goodness, these people are wonderful. Let's give them an award for being such humanitarians and philanthropists. This is biblical. This is why I say the Bible needs to be in school to teach about creation, to teach about science, to teach about man and woman, uh, whatever different situation uh, biology to teach about uh, hair, or to teach whatever that if you if you have it, you can find it somehow some way in the Bible. So uh, we have the, the things that we need in the scripture and God makes sure that we are able to live our lives properly by following the scriptures. So when we have uh uh places where we they put us in settings in America they put you in a setting that goes against your beliefs. You don't have to follow the things that they want you to do. And you don't have to go into these systems. So the people that are homeless on the streets, they do not have to go into the shelter system. They can go into a house or an apartment or something like that. And um, at the very least, some people may choose a nomadic style. Some people may choose a camping style. We can't limit how people live. We have to make sure everyone has the right to live freely and live the way they choose uh, we don't want uh every place to be overrun people just living outside per se it, it's not just going to be a big camp but we can't limit people from uh like why can't we have people backpacking across uh america they have people backpacking across other places and then some of them wind up owning companies and running a big fortune 500 companies why can't people backpack across America. These are uh, people are ahead of the game, the homeless, the uh nomads, the campers, they're ahead of the game because they're learning how to live off the land and different things like that. If they are ever in a scenario where uh so, you know something is uh, happening and they're being chased or uh something occurs spontaneously or planned or whatever and they are faced with some kind of adverse situation, Because of the skills that they learn in the outdoors, they may be able to finagle their way through the system and get through and escape and and do some things that they would not normally be able to do if they had just lived a sheltered life, uh, you know, in a regular home and things like that. So uh, being able to backpack across America should not be hindered. Being able to camp in America and things like that, being able to live nomadically should not be hindered. Uh, we do have an indoor housing situation and that's the 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 way we live. But there are some people who may not do that or some people who will not do that at certain times. We can't stop them. We can't declare them mentally ill because they choose to do this or they choose to be outside of the uh, system that they disagree with. They're not break- breaking any laws. And so uh, like in New York City, Um, Mayor Eric Adams said, uh, first, uh, the people can't be outside. Uh, they should be living inside. And he said, that's just a matter of course, basically. Then he tried to say, uh, they are a danger and a harm to themselves because they can't take care of themselves. No, they could take care of themselves. But again, let's go back to the slumlord. Uh, you guys planned this. Even though you're new and you might not have particularly planned this or whatever, uh, this is a system thing where, tell me why the landlords were able to abuse their tenants for all these years without any problems. Uh, There may be a few uh, landlords who, you know, something happens with them. But for the most part, the landlords that are slumlords, they just function. You actually have a sitting senator who is a slumlord and his church who is a slumlord. And they're bringing down the church that Martin Luther King, uh, once served in as the co-pastor or something like that. So, uh, you know, they, they own a building, uh, in the Martin Luther King, uh, you know, uh, section and they are basically abusing these people. They don't do repairs and these people are, um, there are people dying in their complex. They have, uh, as far as I understand, they have a Uh, sexual predators living in the hallway uh they have so many things going on uh one of the or maybe a few of the workers killed some of the tenants it's just so many things going on uh rafael wanted tried to evict someone who owed 25 dollars and and 28 dollars and 55 cents and people owe a hundred dollars or something and they try to force them out into homelessness so that would either be in a shelter or that would be on the street. So Raphael Warnock, a Senator is pro pushing people out into the street. There are some people who are geared up, who don't care about living a nomadic life, but then there are some people who are indoor people and they want to live indoors and they are trying to force them into the street. So you wonder why people are pushing to have a man who is uh, a slumlord as their Senator. That's very disturbing. Uh, that goes along with the corrupt agenda. All of the government agenda is not corrupt, but this agenda I'm speaking about, it is a congruent system. Whether they talk about it or plan it specifically, the Bible says the wicked plot against the just, but in order to be a part of some, um, something that's corrupt, you don't have to speak to the people. You don't have to necessarily plan certain things to do on this day or that day or whatever. Uh, the fact that you have a common belief and common goal and common cause, it will lead you to do things similarly. For instance, if some people in the corrupt system have a tendency to be superstitious about certain things, uh, if they believe for them, six 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 is a positive thing, and they want to use it. They might have that in their buildings and the, their the things that they do. And uh, this is just like an example of. So, for instance, if there's something that they commonly believe, they'll have it. So, for instance, Christians believe in the cross; they have crosses. They they're not conspiring per se, but they have a a a, a basic belief, and so a lot of them do the same things. They believe that churches on Sunday some believe the church is on Saturday. So they do something similar. A lot of them do it. Uh, They have church on, say, uh, Wednesday. uh, They have it on Monday or whatever the case would be. They have different days that they do. They have choir rehearsal. You'll see this in all the different churches, choir rehearsal. You'll see Bible study. You'll see many different things that's the same. Yet these church people haven't spoken to the other church, but they're doing the same thing. How does that happen? They follow the same book. They follow the same principles. They follow the same God. They follow the same beliefs. They follow the same morals. So this is how they function and they are not conspiring. They are doing something based on what they believe. So when people that are corrupt do things, uh, to try to harm people. We may consider it conspiring. Uh, It might be able to be um, considered conspiring legally and criminally because they understand by establishing the evil things that hurt society and they all do it together at the same time with the same principles. So sometimes if, uh, for instance, uh, a day Wednesday would be something you know, wicked to them and it it like the witches meet on Wednesday or whatever the case may be. If they all are practicing this and they're saying we're gonna establish that people have to do this on Wednesday because our witches uh you know our our false God you know gets power on Wednesday. This is just an example. This I don't know the wicked things that they do. But if that was the case and they said this is a Wednesday thing, you know, our false God needs to be loved on Wednesday. So they say Everybody in the uh, shelter system or everybody in the jail or everybody in uh, the foster home has to do something on Wednesday. They might be playing to their belief in their false God and they bring about corruption like that, or they can say, we want everybody to take medication. Uh, and that's how they spread a belief that they have. Now, uh, in a lot of satanic, uh, beliefs, uh, you know, using drugs is a part of their satanic belief, you know, so abusing drugs for everybody is not just falling to drugs and temptation. Some people use drugs as a matter of practicing their false religion. They are worshiping their God by, um, you know, reaching some higher fateful, spiritual level by taking drugs. So it could be that some people in the government believe that they can alter states and spirituality by taking drugs. And they want to force people to have drugs, whatever their reason they all have their own because there are so many different sects of Satanism and corruption. Everybody has their different reasons why they want you to do something, but what happens is there are enough of them that believe a certain thing that when they do it all at the same time, the segment of the populations that are affected by it wind up doing the same things. It becomes a conspiracy. So whether or not it started out particularly as a conspiracy, it becomes a conspiracy or it was always a conspiracy and then people do it. Like uh, there was a Willie Lynch letter where he told the slaves how to treat their slaves and it would have effects for hundreds of years and they could get them to do things adverse to their own community by doing this. So we can say that Willie Lynch and all of his, the people that benefited from uh, his uh, plans and schemes and the monies that they earned uh, from uh, his abuses to people and slavery and the black community and whatever, we can say they are civilly and criminally responsible for these things and we would be able to get monies from them and jail the people who benefit from it on and are still pushing that uh so we can't say that the willie lynch scenario stopped they said you can do this and then slaves and people uh will continue so in the music industry they push uh shooting people violence they push all kinds of things now people knowing how to defend themselves and fighting is not necessarily uh evil per se because some people who are are fighting and things like that uh they may be able to be a boxer we we might need to stop people from getting hit in the head uh as part of boxing that might be something that needs to go but uh having the ability to, to defend yourself physically and having the ability to uh have great reflexes uh, in fighting that's not a negative on its own but just vo- senseless violence and things like that is not good uh some people in these communities think that they're preparing themselves. They stay prepared. They stay protected. They keep themselves protected. They protect their families and they stay prepared in case a scenario comes. They know how to defend themselves because they've been in many situations. That's almost like being in the military where you've been in violent situations uh, because it was posed to you by training. And so now you're prepared. So in the inner cities, uh, many of the inner city people, because of their scrapping and having... Uh, you know, problems and uh, things like that, they have physically become prepared to defend themselves. So I can't discredit it completely. We have to find a way to use it properly and make sure people will learn to defend themselves. People will know when to use violence, when violence is okay. People will also be prepared to defend themselves. So they will know techniques and things like that Uh, and it happens de facto in the, uh, communities of minorities because they have to fight each other and fight their sister and brother and fight whatever. So they learn how to defend themselves. And it's de facto, uh, we don't strip that away completely. We find a way to make it work in the community where they're not assaulting each other, killing each other, fighting each other, shooting each other, but they find a way to use it in a positive way, uh, can they start opening gun ranges and teaching the younger people how to use weapons properly instead of them joining a the gang and then shooting and killing each other? Can they find a way to steer it positively? Uh, don't take away just the fighting. You give them a scenario where they can learn to defend themselves. So you have some kind of self-defense for the inner cities and you and the energy that they had and the uh, creativity that they had in their violence and things you use it for something positive can there be creativity and violence yeah people have used moves you didn't know that they could use when they're fighting each other and you say how did they learn that you know it's not good they're beating each other up but wait a minute this person knows how to use a weapon they didn't go go to school or the gun range they didn't go to the police academy this person knows how to defend themselves and fend off four or five people this person knows how to defend themselves against one person these skills are very necessary in society. How do we make it positive instead of medicating people because they know how to defend themselves or they know how to fight. They know how to make people laugh. They know how to do. We need to begin to use their talents, skills, and abilities and give them an outlet for it instead of medicating them and say they're hyperactive. They're hyperactive. They're not hyperactive. They are very creative and have skills and, prob- uh, and um. They have possibilities and things that they can do and they have skills and talents that you don't have that your child might not have. So you call them hyper and say they don't, you know, they're out of control. They have other skills that need to be tapped into and used. So if somebody is fighting, maybe uh, they're great at it. Maybe they might be a boxer. Maybe they might uh, be a trainer to teach people how to fight, defend themselves, etc. We don't need to shun things in the minority community because most of the things in the uh main society are stolen from the minority communities anyway so we might as well let the people in the minority communities use their skills make money off of it use it to better society and build up the society we're gonna stop making money off of people uh, being down, being sick, being mentally ill, false, mentally ill. Well, America's not going to be making their money anymore from people's pain. We're going to have to actually make stuff, produce stuff, uh, be creative. And the people in the communities, we're not going to do the Marilyn Monroe principle where they can't be successful and they have to be in prison or down or dead. Water of the word, wow, segment. Psalms 37.12, the wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. Sharon Brown sings, SBS segment.
1: Ain't gonna make no bones about it, for I know that there's no doubt about it, for I know That Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh Ah, Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh Ah, he died upon the cross. Uh Ah, to save our sinful soul. for I know that Jesus Christ is Lord Uh uh-huh ain't gonna make no bones about it for i know that there's no doubt about it for i know that jesus christ is lord Uh uh-huh the church shall bear the light Having confessed the Christ, uh aha, and hell shall not require, for I know that Jesus Christ is Lord, uh aha, that Jesus Christ is Lord, Lord, that Jesus. Christ is Lord, Lord, then Jesus Christ is Lord Aha.
2: Have a happy, healthy, holy Hallelujah New Year in Jesus name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name.
0: Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. This is the New Year song. You can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. This year's blessings are to come. Every day, praise the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit and God, I'm not done. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. For God so loved the world that He gave, His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus'
2: name, Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy,
0: hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy,
2: holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. This is the new year song. You can sing it all year long.
0: You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's son this year's blessings are to come every day praise the Holy One that's the Holy Spirit and God I'm not done praise Jesus Christ God's Son for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish
2: but have everlasting life have a happy, healthy, holy hallelujah, new year in Jesus name Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus', in Jesus. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name.
0: Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And get the new year right.
2: Oh, have a happy. Oh, have a healthy. Oh, have a holy. Oh, have a hallelujah. New year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy. Hallelujah. New year in Jesus' name.
0: Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord and get the new year right.
2: Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Oh have a happy oh have a healthy oh have a holy oh have a hallelujah
0: New Year in Jesus name Have a happy healthy Holy Hallelujah New Year in Jesus
2: name Have a happy healthy holy Hallelujah New Year in Jesus name Have a happy Healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy. Oh have a holy, oh have a hallelujah new year in Jesus name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year in Jesus name. Oh have a happy, oh have a healthy, oh have a holy, oh have a hallelujah new year in Jesus name name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. January, January, February, February, March, March, April, April, May, May, June, June, July, July, August, August, September, September. October, October, November, November, December, December, this will be a year to remember. From January, January, to December, December, stoke the flames of faith, it just takes an ember. I pray you stay blessed, no mess, and that you don't break under pressure, just stay limber. Resist the devil, and he will flee thee, him useless you can render. Witness about Christ. Life, death, and resurrection, to make others a Christian member. Winter, spring, summer, fall, or you can just say timber. Reciprocate this message to the sender, all year round and at the year ender. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah New Year in Jesus' Name Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah New Year in Jesus' Name Have a happy, healthy, holy hallelujah New Year in Jesus' name This is the New Year song You can sing it all year long You will not get the gong Jesus Christ will come along Praise God's only Son Jesus Christ, the only begotten One. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. But have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ is Lord. And get the new year right. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus' name.
0: January, January, February,
2: February, March, March, April, April, May, May, June, June, July, July, August, August, September, September, October, October, November, November, December, December, this will be a year to remember, from January, January to December, December,
0: stoke the flames of faith, it just takes an ember, I pray you stay blessed, no mess, And that you don't break under pressure, just stay limber. Resist the devil and he will flee thee. Him useless you can render. Witness about Christ. Life, death, and resurrection. To make
2: others members. To make others Christian members. To make others members. To make others Christian members. Witness about Christ. Life, death,
0: and resurrection To make others Christian members
2: Winter, spring, summer, fall Or you can just say timber Reciprocate this message to the sender All year round and at the year ender Have a happy, healthy, holy Hallelujah, New Year In Jesus' name Have a happy, Healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus. Name. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. This will be a year to remember from January to December. Stoke the flames of faith, you just take a member. I pray you stay blessed, no mess, and that you don't break under pressure, just stay limber. Resist the devil, and he will flee thee. Him useless you can render. Witness about Christ's Life, death, and resurrection. To make others a Christian member. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Or you can just say timber. Reciprocate this message to the sender. All year round and at the year ender. Have a happy, healthy, holy Hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name, Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus name. This is the new year song, you can sing it all year long, you will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son This year blessings are to come Every day praise the Holy One That's the Holy Spirit and God I'm not done Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son For God so loved the world that He His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ is Lord. And get the new year right January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. This will be a year to remember from January to December. Stoke the flames of faith, it just does I pray you stay blessed, no mess. And that you don't break under pressure, just stay limber. Resist the devil and he will flee thee, him useless you can render. Witness about Christ, life, death, and resurrection, to make others a Christian member. Winter, spring, summer, fall, or you can just say timber. Reciprocate this message to the sender. All year round and at the year end, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy. Healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name.
0: Salvation Nation, SN, Segment. Romans ten nine and 10. For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation repeat after me jesus i confess you as lord and i believe in my heart that you rose from the dead you said in your word if i confess you as lord and i believe in my heart that god raised you from the dead that i am saved i have done so and i am saved thank you lord Sharon and the Rose of Sharon segment. You've just listened to the Sharon Brown podcast, where the Rose of Sharon is the star. Jesus is the Rose of Sharon.